Well, we're getting a few people in here. I know that it's a little bit of a slow start because of the fact that uh, we put out the announcement super late. Uh, but we often do have people who also will join, uh, you know, join late and then people who will listen to this space after the fact. So thank you for everyone who is joining the space here today with us. Uh, thank you to everyone who is listening to us after hours. Uh, I know that you know some, for some people that's like a weekend activity. I know I should say for me it's a weekend activity. Maybe nobody else does this, but for me sometimes I'll be like I'm gonna go like you know clean the bathroom and just turn on a space that happened yesterday and listen to that. So uh, wherever you are, whenever you are, thanks for joining. Uh, we got a few people coming in here, as I said. So Riley, how how are you doing this morning? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, just kind of finalizing things with. Uh, a couple of strategy items and, you know, getting the ISPO uh, claim system ready for people that have been staking with us and um, really excited to have Agora in the platform. Uh, the API is uh, going through sort of some updates right now to match the current on-chain for Agora since there was a couple of updates to the on-chain. Um, so we're just going to update the off-chain to match. Um, I'm really excited about some of the stuff that's going on in Cardano right now, like uh, CIP57, um, which makes it so that if you write your smart contract with Icon, you can basically just generate uh, all of your types for Lucid to interact with your smart contracts um, using a completely automated process. So the uh, time to develop on Cardano is going to continue to sort of shrink, and I think that the types of systems that we'll be able to pragmatically develop on Cardano will be more and more complex. So again, I'm, I'm just excited by that because it opens a lot of doors to uh, different things that are inherently exciting for what they're worth. Awesome. That's fantastic. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for that update. Um, and again, for those who are joining, um, my name is Adam Rush. I'm the president of the Summit Association. Uh, we are the Swiss-based association, which is responsible for curation of the Summit ecosystem. So we just try to make sure that everything's in compliance, uh, that everybody um, gets a chance to give their input on how we should be, you know, advancing the platform and uh, development uh, features should be prioritized and stuff like that. Um, the holders of Summon tokens are members of the Summon member community. Uh, so they are, you know, people who get to have a voice um, in setting the parameters, in setting the direction of the platform, as I said. Uh, so we're excited to have this call every month for holders of Summon tokens, uh, who we call the members of the Summon DAO. Um, and it's great that we finally have the platform launched. Uh, so I want to thank uh, the current speaker up on, here on stage with me right now, Riley Kilgore. Uh, Riley is the head of development uh, for the for the development team, and he and his team have been just um, doing a fantastic job. And I think that a lot of people didn't know how much work they were doing behind the scenes because uh, it's just been uh, such uh, a, a long process of development. But then to see that come out on testnet, uh, you know, a, a couple months ago, and then to see it come out on mainnet now, I think a lot of people are finally paying attention. And it's awesome to see, um, Riley, you and your team um, getting the kind of praises that, you know, I've been giving you for a long time. I'm, I'm glad to see other people giving that recognition as well. So uh, congratulations and thank you for the successful product launch. Yeah, um, and thank you for, you know, making it uh, 
making it fun along with the rest of the team. I know we've got Illusion and Tom in here as well, uh, not at the speaker, but still present. So it's good to have the team here. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's funny because we've launched and we definitely have not slowed down. Uh, I have been working harder, uh, I would say, post-launch than uh, maybe a week prior to launch. So we are uh, at a point where our, our dev team is still running hot, and we're hoping to continue to push out um, new features that are relevant and hopefully desirable. Um, another thing that we are really looking forward to is uh, sort of expanding uh, what we're doing with regards to integrations, right? Uh, we have a lot of partnerships that we want to leverage um, sort of technology partners that we have in order to offer different technologies that maybe we wouldn't be able to uh, have all of these different things under the same umbrella, but by leveraging technology partners, we're able to significantly decrease the overhead that we have to spend uh, as developers to actually get a product up and running. And so I think that we're going to be able to make some really innovative things, and uh, I think that we're going to be able to do it in a time frame that's not quite as unreasonable as uh, maybe it took to get where we are currently. Because, uh, like I said before, developing on Cardano was really, really hard up until sort of recently, and I think things are getting much, much easier due to some of the uh, standards that are being set. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, all right, so to help everyone to review what we have launched right now, we have our community module where um, organizations, communities, individuals can come. They can establish their place on Cardano. Uh, I'm sorry, they can establish their place on the Summit platform and um, have their, you know, um, have their community recognized in the system. Uh, as a community, you can also establish a multi-signature wallet where you can uh, have a joint treasury and you have to have X number of signers um, sign for all the people you have who have built the treasury together. And then we have the fee-free polling uh, feature as well, where you can say uh, you want to have a coin uh, and you take this particular token, I should say, and you pull everybody who has that token. There's a snapshot taken and it um, asks, you, you can then have the token holders come onto the platform and vote. Uh, so uh, what can you tell us about the build out of these features, Riley, what we have right now and what is going to be implemented on them uh, to come? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, I was actually going to say just to start, um, the fees associated with the polling mechanism are going to be per poll. So whoever creates the poll does have to pay for that poll. Um, it's not completely free, but the voting on those polls is what is free, right? So um, basically, uh, we currently support Cardano native assets in our polling system. You can have multiple different tokens represented in a single poll, whether they're from different policies with a fungible token or if you have different uh, NFT policies that you'd like to do snapshots of um, for voting power, right? And then you can have uh, questions that you want to sort of ask your community, or at least currently one question and a variety of potential answers. In the future, we'd like to have more complicated polls that allow for users to have not only discussions with other members of their community, but also uh, sort of have multiple questions with a variety of answers, right? Um, the other thing that we're gonna be doing is 
adding a lot of support for multi-chain functionality. Um, so there's obviously the EVM uh, ecosystem and standards that have been set. So we're going to take some of those standards and just simply uh, use what's already been done, right? Um, and then additionally, there's uh, a lot of other ecosystems that we're looking at as potential uh, integrations. But the uh, EVM standard is something that I think is probably uh, easy enough to, to get going within our snapshot uh, polling mechanism. And then we're going to be supporting Gnosis state functionality and integrations so that people can have a multi-sig that is supported by EVM. We also have a Plutus-based multi-sig that we are architecting, and we're going to start uh, development on an icon very shortly um, that allows for signatures to be done using SECP 256K1. Um, so that's kind of a big deal because it will allow for users of MetaMask wallet uh, or equivalents to access digital assets on the Cardano blockchain, um, which is really cool because, you know, a lot of people don't want to go install NAMI. They want to use MetaMask. Um, so that is what it is. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that we're working on. And uh, like I said, our devs have not slowed down after launch. We've kind of tried to speed up. Um, we have a lot of work to do, and we're going to be prioritizing what work to do in, in what order uh, based on not only community feedback, but also uh, any sort of empirical data that we can collect. So that's awesome. That means that if I have a community in Summon Platform, um, I can go and just pay, pay my fee uh, to start a poll, and I can say I want a snapshot of my Cardano native uh, asset. I want a snapshot that represents my, my project, my community. I want a snapshot of my ERC20 token that's on Polygon. And I want a snap, snapshot of my Ergo tokens. And then I can pull the holders of all three of those chains and have that vote delivered on Summon Platform. Exactly. And then at the end of that process, we can also store all of the votes uh, on Arweave and then take that Arweave transaction hash and store it along with a Merkle root tree hash on uh, the blockchain of your choice, right? So that we have minimal costs on whatever blockchain it is that you're choosing. And then we're using Arweave to store most of the data because Arweave is specialized for that purpose. That's awesome. Right on. And then tell us more about uh, the state of Agora. You said Agora is pretty close to testnet, right? Yeah, Agora needs a user experience that we can actually be proud of. Um, but currently, all of our tests are passing for our API. We should be good to just integrate, right? Some of the front end already works for it on testnet, and we've tested it a couple times uh, previously. Like I said, we have to do a couple of updates to meet the current on-chain uh, code for Agora, just slight differences in data uh, representations. But other than that, um, yeah, we're, we're good to go on Agora. I think, though, that what we do around Agora will be based largely on what people actually need. And additionally, I'm not currently under the assumption that there's going to be a huge adoption of Agora from the average group. Um, and maybe I'm wrong, right? Like, I'm not a, a fortune teller uh, by any means, but I, I do think that uh, 
just with some of the complexities that are present with Agora, it's going to be a lot more amicable to a lot of communities to use snapshot voting in tandem with a multi-sig. Um, but we'll see what people choose to do. And like I said, we'll be prioritizing development around what it is that we believe people need. So um, if people need Agora, then we will definitely be prioritizing development around Agora. Awesome. I don't want to go into too many of the details you've told me because I do know that there's a couple of things that you've told me of uh, Agora effects that uh, you mentioned for our communities that I liked hearing about. Uh, I don't know if those are surprises or if I, or if you want to go into them on the call of how um, of how they'll manage communities. But I I, I get excited when I hear about that. <laughs> well, yeah, we're gonna have uh, CIP sixty eight NFTs that are. Um, able to be used to actually manage your community. Um, and so we're, we're going to have all of the metadata for communities sort of set up in a way where, you know, you can vote to modify this metadata using the processes set by Agora, or you could use a multi-sig if your community doesn't need the multi-sig to do it, um, or you could continue to use a single user. So currently our system has the ability to have single users uh, as sort of the community manager, if you will. But in the future, we would like to have uh, both multi-sig as well as uh, smart contract-based token voting, such as Agora, to support those features. Right on. That'd be really sweet that um, it'll be the whole community deciding um, how to set this up on the platform and not just like one person who has to be trusted, because we always want to remove trust and just verify um, as much as we can. So, uh, fantastic. Uh, well, I know that, um, so I wanted to make sure we did the development update first because I know that Riley has another meeting here um, in uh, 10 minutes or so uh, that he has to get ready for. Um, is If there's any questions, people can raise their hands, um, tweet at us, or uh, ask to come up to speak. Um, Riley, do you have other items that you want to bring up? Yeah, um, I mean, I try to check my DMs on a regular basis. Um, I have my DMs open. So if people have questions about the development process uh, in our organization, if they want to know about what's going on, um, or if they want to learn more about getting into Cardano development, uh, feel free to reach out, and I'd be happy to provide resources uh, for educational purposes, as well as to provide any insights that people may have curiosities about um, if they're not able to sort of come up and ask within the time permitted. Very good. Well, thanks. Um, thanks again for the update. I uh, We also have up here uh, TCT Tom, who is our head of community outreach, who is working and advising all of our uh, community groups who are starting to use the Summit platform. Um, Tom, what do you, uh, what, what have you been experiencing with working with all these community groups? And I know that there's been some uh, dev uh, involvement coming on with some of the early groups to sort of show them the ropes, but every, it seems like every group that we have joined the platform, it just gets smoother and smoother. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think what Riley said is sort of what stands out the most, right? Like, how are people actually going to use the form? Um, and, yeah, primarily, you know, 
sort of as expected. People are excited about, you know, having a place to manage um, if we projects, you know, in Ghana, there's, there's been a rush of them here. Hey, uh, Tom, you're starting to rug pretty bad, man. Uh-oh, I'm rugging? Yeah, I thought yeah. it was me for a second, but... Hmm, well, I can try to rejoin, but... You just sounded better there, so maybe we try again. Go ahead. Yeah, hopefully you can hear me. And, uh, and yeah, I think if we look at all these projects, right, like a small group of people, um, right, so, sorry, Tom. It's sorry, you're, you're becoming unintelligible again, man. I'm sorry. So he he just dropped down, and I'll try to bring him back up as a speaker. Maybe that'll work again. Do a little shuffle there. Are you waiting for me to try again? Uh, yeah, it sounded better, but we'll we'll see if it sustains. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, to me, it's sort of back to what Riley said, right? Like, how are people going to use the platform? A lot of this stuff is great, and it sounds amazing, and it is very complex. But I think what we see now, and like for this past year or more, are small groups of people coming together. Right? And uh, and what I was saying is, like, they're, they're all being forced to operate the same way when they start a project, right? You have to pick one person. Uh, you have to trust that they're not going to make a mistake, lose their keys, act malicious. Um, and in order to get around that, right, everybody's sort of hacking together community-created tools, right? We had a roundtable from ADAO. Um, there's a ton of different uh, polling or voting platforms or apps. Um, and so with Summon, really the goal was to bring it all into one place, right? And then from there, start integrating based on feedback, uh, you know, things that people are actually doing. And, and right now, yeah, it's great. It's cool to see, like, people actually starting to do that. And now I think the next thing is uh, to start integrating the wider community, obviously, right? What are what are these projects doing, right? Um, and so, like Riley said, there's, there's Agora, um, which I think would be, makes a lot of sense for these protocol DAOs, right? Things where there's a lot of on-chain parameters that you can set, um, you know, and, and you'll be able to now automate a lot of that stuff. Um, but I think at, at its core and like sort of how the platform is, you know, being used at the moment and what I see most projects really benefiting from is now this ability to have their treasury um, or a lot of them multiple treasuries, um, you know, their, their polling system um, and, and sort of the management of that overall community um, and sub-communities all in one place, right? So, uh, yeah, I think, like Riley was talking about, sort of, you know, going through and setting up this community. Um, I think next, you know, something that's going to be really big is, like he mentioned, the ability to have multiple managers, right? Um, and you can already sort of dynamically set who manages what when it comes to, like, attaching new treasuries, new polls, um, and even new communities, right? 
So I think the more dynamic that becomes and the more modular that becomes, uh, you know, the more benefits that people will have. Because now these communities can start expanding um, and actually decentralize, right? You can have a, a, the start of a community and from there uh, start delegating uh, this authority, right? And this, these responsibilities to other, not only individuals, but now even other groups, right, within the larger community. Yeah, go ahead, Nils. Hey, everybody, and good day, good evening, wherever you are. I've got a question for uh, TCT based on based based on that uh, kind of, and that's that's based on my own experience. Um, is there any is there any like guide or best practice for projects like mine that start kind of owned by one person with regards to like I can't leverage a multi-sig if I don't have anybody you know else to sign off. Is there is there a best practice to well you just start with one wallet and as you grow and potentially have more people that have stake in your project then move to a multi-sig because I, I can't see a good use case necessarily for creating a multi-sig that's just a multi-sig for that sake but you know one person has all the keys so that obviously and then you know you can't trust that multi-sig if that person now gives you you know somebody else that's joining the project the keys that's obviously well you know well does he does he delete the keys on their end or uh what's a what's what's the best practice that you would uh, kind of encourage for new projects small projects that start with one person but want to grow yeah yeah, I mean, I think I think first off, right, even personally, um, it can add a layer of security, right? Um, because if you do have a normal wallet, you have one key, God forbid you lose it or, you know, get it mixed up. So sort of having, even if it's just personal, uh, that, you know, two or three keys, right, controlling the script um, will add that layer of security. And then from there, yeah, it's, it's sort of, you know, very simple, right? But you have to have those people, right? You have to have that community of, you know, willing and like excited, interesting people, right? And so that's where sort of incentives come into play. And I think uh, that's that's sort of like the, the, <laughs> the difficult part, right? It's like, how do we create incentives that aren't just sort of selfish and like monetary incentives that very quickly run out a lot of times or, you know, drive into centralization, um, and I think a lot of projects are, are, we're seeing that not a lot, but in some, and they really stand out, right. Um, where the project has created something, but they have created avenues, right. For, for people, other people, community members, not only to buy into the project, but to actually start building in the project, right. And becoming a part of it. Um, and, and, you know, I think sort of, there's no real replacement for that, right. Uh, over time, you begin to, quote-unquote, trust these personas, right? Like, uh, you don't even need to know their name necessarily, but the same people sort of keep showing up to do different things. Um, and then, yeah, well, using Summon, you can start giving people um, more responsibilities, right? More authority over things like managing the polls or being a signer on a wallet, right? Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think either way, something like a multi-sig is just, you know, great for that reason, right? Added security, whether personal or between a group of people. And then from there, yeah, it's all about like, you know, how, it, it's there's a huge spectrum, right? You can kind of go on and on. But I think like personally for me, it's like, you know, what do, you know, sort of 
who's showing up, right? That's that's how I sort of like always thought about it. Like who's showing up and and you know, if they're there to show up and and they want some responsibilities, then you can actually now easily give that to them, right? By assigning, like I said, some simple tasks all the way up to, you know, actually being a, a signer on something like the treasury. Yeah, I think the 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 the, the like hey Having a multi-sig just for yourself, I think that's something that, that uh, is very, very foreign to people when they hear the term because it's just been introduced originally as this this mechanism to kind of share responsibility. But I do think that that's something that needs to be needs to be shown to people because I think that's a that's a great thing. A lot of people are concerned, like, hey, what about you know if I lose my you know my 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 seat, this can happen. But <clears throat> and I know there's like. Shamir passcodes and a bunch of other ways to secure your uh, your wallet in different ways, but that's another another great one. Um, I have another kind of thing that is very exciting to me to see in the near future, because I know, <clears throat> and I'd like to get you guys' take on this, um, is kind of the enabling of you know, the, the 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 essentially the submission of transactions that are kind of proposed based on based on votes because this is one of the discussions that I've seen recently is that you know votes are being being put out but then there is no guarantee that the, the the vote results themselves will be actually respected by whoever owns the keys right and that's something that we'll we'll be able to do um, with summon um, where where do you see that kind of um, being possible that's um, something that agora will enable and like I said I think agora is a bit complex and there's going to need to be additional education but um it's definitely uh permissionless and you can scale it up very very large um the first sort of example that people are aware of in cardano mainnet that uses agora and is actually leveraging it for things uh decisions being made on chain um is liquid finance now, not everything they do is managed on chain. For example, the uh, LQ rewards is something they were having a vote on using Agora. And from my understanding, their reward mechanism for uh, LQ is off-chain. So even in this case, right, that's not something that would be uh, sort of 100% uh, permissionless or, or trustless. But uh, for things like protocol governance that are actually controlled by Agora, those things are very much um, controlled by Agora, right? There is no multi-sig that can sort of uh, oversee Agora in, in that aspect. So when it comes to Liquid's protocol parameters, they're all controlled via governance. And uh, yeah, um, same with the Treasury, right? And I, I don't know exactly um, what's going on with Liquid's platform fees or anything like that. I'm not uh, an employee of Liquid, but just speaking to Agora, um, it is a, a very solid uh, governance protocol, and that is what they're using. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, you could use it to, to govern a treasury, right, if you wanted to, and you could only have five people with tokens. You could only have five tokens. You could distribute those five tokens to five people and, and use that with Agora, but it's, it's more practical for um, sort of these situations where maybe you have uh, thousands of holders, right, like liquid. 
Yeah, that brings. Yeah. No, go ahead. Oh, oh yeah, no, and I was just gonna say, like, I, I, I love when we give these examples of, um, you know, just showing what we've been talking, what we started talking about at the beginning in this space, and what we've talked about, um, going back of how the Summon project evolved. You know, when we started the concept of Summon, we said we're going to basically build a tool around um, Agora. And as we started realize, as we started building, we realized, um, hey, there's a lot more that needs to go into this. We need to start by giving people small ways to collaborate. And once they have the small ways to collaborate, they can build up to being like Liquid DAO, right? They can build up to being that big uh, and having the power, being able to effectively, you know, really use the power of Agora. And we're also going to provide. Sorry, before you say what you're going to say, Tom, I'll just be. Quick, I was I was gonna say we're also providing uh, access to fungible token minting via CIP sixty eight as a standard for metadata, um, so that you even if you don't have a token yet, you can very easily mint a token, configure the metadata, um, and leverage it for Agora all in one easy to use interface. Yeah, and I would just add, I was just going to say, like, you know, first and foremost, you, you have to think practically, right? And so what you're, what you're saying is, yeah, how do you ensure that what you see and vote on is what actually occurs? And that when you have uh, minimal people, right, I would say, like, who, who knows, any number, a dozen or less, right? Something like a multi-sig makes a lot of sense for governing a treasury that way. Um, but what we see in, like, uh, traditional DeFi now um, and what I think most of these DeFi protocols strive for or promote, right, is having uh, autonomous protocols, right, that are actually governed on-chain. And like you said, these effects that happen to them are, are seen and known, right, before the vote is carried out. Um, so when you get to a large scale with many, many token holders, then, yeah, something like Agora only makes sense, um, but on a much smaller scale, that's exactly what you're doing with a small group of people and a multi-sig native script. Um, one of the like, I'm really excited about the the token minting part. Like, but I'm not going to go into too much detail. But I'm essentially, literally, for my own project, I'm holding off on minting any sort of token until that's done. Uh, for for two reasons, obviously, one is. I'm scared that I'll do the wrong thing, uh, and legally speaking, as well as like technically speaking, I want to make sure that everything is in 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 the right spot. But also because I want to leverage the technology to kind of give it a give it a test drive. Um, the the other thing that um, just came to mind, and we had this conversation just recently. Um, I was in a risk assessment exercise with Rick um, and some some others, um, RJ from CoinPool around um, like governance and automatic execution. And it's going to be interesting to kind of clarify for people the different types of like even what's possible. So in this discussion, one of the things that that is a risk is what's called excessive action. An excessive action would be a governance proposal that, for example, sets the block size to zero or something like that, something that's that's, that's absolutely... Uh, not in the spirit of like having the chain work, or if you're talking about governance, about things that completely halt the progress of your project, or potentially even change it in a way that is immutable and 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 broken. Then you essentially you can brick your blockchain, or you can brick your side chain, or you can brick 
your community governance mechanism. <clears throat> and then there's other types of changes that you may also do voting and governance on that literally cannot be executed through a smart contract, that can't be automatically take, taking effect. Um, and even in the, in the Karana ecosystem, right, that includes, for example, changes to the decisions to actually move forward with something that doesn't automatically execute, but you sh we still want to do. And it's going to be interesting to see and also to communicate, hey, this is a change that we are putting to a vote that we'll have to work together to ensure it takes effect after we see the result. And this is a vote that will just automatically, it, it will happen as soon as, as the vote is concluded, this thing will actually be the truth uh, in this, in this, <clears throat> in a sense, and that that applies to the governance mechanisms on Cardano, and it'll be interesting to see the difference between those and how we kind of manage and communicate uh, that to our respective communities. So I want to kind of break this into two different things because I think you you addressed two different things. Um, one is uh, sort of the limitations on. Uh, these proposals, and I can't remember exactly the word that you had just used a few moments ago, but um, these proposals that potentially are doing breaking changes, right? Uh, Agora does not inherently have any sort of mechanism to say this change is going to be breaking and therefore we're not going to do it. But as a protocol developer or as someone who develops maybe a specialized treasury, um, you can place uh, constraints on what Agora is able to do and those can be time-based if you'd like them to be. So you could say, for example, that Agora is able to spend from the DAO treasury, but maybe we're limiting the amount that can be spent from the DAO treasury, right, um, for every 24 hours or something like that, right? So that, this is totally possible to do. Um, and we want to support organizations that have a, a variety of different sort of operating procedures, but... To start off, we're going to be very vanilla, if you will, and like I said before, sort of take into account what's needed and, and go based on what's needed, um, sort of solving problems that exist and sort of instead of trying to create technology that may or may not solve somebody's problems. Um, and with regards to uh, sort of communicating to people that there are changes that need to be made, uh, maybe, for example, with Agora, uh, when you have a proposal that has been voted on and quorum is met and these effects are able to be executed, right, based on the proposal, somebody still has to execute the effects. Somebody still has to generate those effect tokens, those authority tokens, to the correct uh, locations on the blockchain for them to then be spent, right, based on the way that Agora works. And I don't want to get too into it, but... Um, Someone still has to make those transactions and submit them, right? And so I think that DAOs will need to either incentivize uh, people to submit those transactions or they will have people that are near the top that are inherently incentivized to go and submit those transactions. And for us, we're going to have uh, a notification system that allows for people to know when there is uh, an action that is awaiting their sort of input on, right? Um, so that's the way we want to handle it, is a sort of a notification system within the platform um, and let people know that, you know, this proposal is in the voting phase, you should be voting, this proposal has just finished, uh, someone needs to execute the effects, right? Um, those types of things need to be communicated to users for sure. So uh, 
I hope that addresses both of the concerns. But yeah, those those are my thoughts. And yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't even phrase them as concerns necessarily. Just things that you have to have awareness of as you you know you 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 know summon a DAO um, or you know you you do any type of like planning around governance for a blockchain or side chain or whatever. Um, you have to think about that. There are different ways things can happen, and it's not just like oh, if I if I govern, then it's always going to be this way. If so, if a vote concludes, it's always going to happen this way. So it'll be interesting. And I, I, this is kind of how I also went about building what I've built. Um, so I think that's the smart way is to really start out small, put out you know something that can be used, and then see okay, where is every what's the biggest the biggest thing people are doing with that, and what is the most pressing need that the communities have that we need to solve next um, based on, you know, roughly our own roadmap. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, it's been, uh, I know this is sort of derailing the current conversation. It's been really great having you with us, Nils, um, as uh, somebody who's not necessarily working on the platform, but working with us uh, on the team. And you've been really awesome. And, I think it might be interesting to uh, kind of have a discussion with you about product uh, and, and maybe uh, have a couple of those types of discussions if you're open to them because um, I see you as a, a very bright mind and as somebody who is uh, able to sort of have those discussions about product that maybe uh, would be good to have uh, another voice in on because currently it's, we have three developers, right? So it's like easy Rodrigo and I sitting there and talking about things but uh, it would be really really great to get um, you into one of those meetings sometime if you're ever available you're saying three nerds is not enough <laughs> we need a fourth <laughs> no I appreciate it and I think like the, the the other thing that I would love about you know just that that whole conversation and that's why I enjoy it so appreciate the uh, um, the feedback is that I like I want to be not only somebody who um, like throws out ideas and like, hey, you could do it because the, the whole idea, and again, this goes for the token as well, is the minting, the minting process. Like, I want to leverage this. And so if I don't give you feedback as to what's missing for me, then I won't get that. It's, it's like complaining about a product, um, you know, to like, hey, my iPhone doesn't do that. And then two years later, you're still complaining. But when you ask that person, hey, have you ever actually written their support? Have you ever actually, like, talked to representatives that can make a change? Or have you created a ticket? Most people will say, um, no, uh, because they can't be bothered to do that. And I think that's, that's detrimental at, you know, in the current state of our ecosystem for, for any project, not just for Summon and not for, you know, not for, you know, a Discord bot or a minting service or any of that nature. We need to be talking about what... What's 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 your thing missing to have a lasting effect on the community or the ecosystem? Because otherwise, we'll just build in our echo chambers, and we're not going to create anything that solves real problems. And this is what we complain about, or people complain about, like, hey, we don't get adoption. Yeah, you don't get adoption if you're not solving people's problems. I think though that that's something where, for me at least personally, um, I find it to be the responsibility of the builder. Uh, so in the context of summon platform we've continued to go and solicit advice right um we did the sort of incentivized test net with uh, a similar model to what minswap did to try and 
uh, seek advice from the community. We've gone to specific people and, and asked them for their specific feedback and gotten uh, sort of documents from them, like uh, Matthew from the, the Lace team. He's uh, their designer, right? So, like, we've definitely gone out of our way to make sure that we've received feedback uh, prior to launching. And I think that that's something that, again, it's, it's not something I'm saying, like, oh, I'm tooting my own horn. It's, it's something that I think should be standard, right? Um, as a builder within any ecosystem, it's something where you should go to the people that you believe have the most uh, knowledge about what this product's actually going to be used for and, and also the sort of user experience, right? Um, but, yeah, I, I just think that uh, if you're building a product and you don't go and solicit feedback, then you're putting yourself in a position to fail, I guess. Um, Alessandro does a really good job at this, right? Uh, he doesn't, I, I wouldn't say he solicits feedback, but he's very good at anticipating what people need. As a developer, he's very, very helpful because he creates these tools. As a, as a layman within the Cardano ecosystem, maybe it's not as obvious. Um, but as a developer, he's like quintessential to our ecosystem, right? Um, so yeah, I think anticipating what people need and, and also listening to what people say is, is really important. Yeah, it's a it's a two way street for one, and also and I think that 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 holds true for Alessandro and a bunch of other projects in the ecosystem is if you find a team that is trying to solve a problem they themselves have, you will have much greater chances at success than if you have a team that's trying to solve a problem that they don't actually experience themselves. So if you're trying to solve, like, I'm not, I don't, I don't have a problem with my phone, so I have no incentive um, you know, to create a new, whatever, a new iPhone, a new Samsung Galaxy, whatever. I, like, I don't need that. But if there were a monetary opportunity, there's plenty of people who would just go out and say, well, I'm going to build a new phone. Um, because I've heard that there is a you know opportunity in the space, and that may be helping. But Alessandro, in particular, um, you know, for almost everything he's built, he's built it not necessarily because he saw somebody else complain about it, but he saw everybody has this problem, including me, and I'm gonna you know take the time and solve it you know as best as I can, and then say, hey, here's my problem that I had. Here's what I did to solve it. And then others pile on and say, well, yeah, that's so helpful. Uh, here's the next thing that's, you know, you know, pestering me. That's a problem for me. And then you can start growing uh, based on like a shared, shared uh, feedback mechanism versus just, oh, you always ask what the community needs, but you never actually have that problem yourself. So it's hard for you to put yourself into their shoes. Um, and I, I think that um, that's crucial. And that's how many of the projects on Cardano right now are actually being uh, bootstrapped and built. Yeah, I know that that is um, definitely where we got started, right? We had the problem. We wanted to figure it out. Um, and so we said, what what can we do? How can we make this better? Um, so we got some people together. And here we are. So love to take people from the audience. If anybody from uh, down on the uh, audience wants to come up to ask questions, feel free to request. Um, otherwise, we we can start uh, wrapping this up if anybody else has other topics they want to bring forward for the group. I have a, 
a quick one, Riley, if you don't mind, just from the Discord. Um, ability, you talked about earlier, the ability to have multiple managers. And I know that uh, we recently implemented the ability for the manager to actually edit the community. Um, any outlook on the ability for multiple managers? Yeah, um, like I said, I think we're going to probably want to drop that as something that we're going to do within the uh, Agora upgrade. We're going to both have support for Agora as a manager as well as multi-sig as a manager. Um, and we'll probably just leverage that transaction standard where we have a transaction that is already expired. So it's not a valid transaction, but it requires signatures um, from these users that are part of the multi-sig. And based on those signatures in the transaction, we're able to validate changes within the system. Um, we also may uh, support sort of the ability to have, uh, and we could do this with native scripts as well, the ability to have like any of the following people can update the system, right? So like you have, as you're saying, multiple managers that each of them has a unilateral capacity to do things within the system, which is necessary for the operation of some organizations. So yeah, we're, we're gonna be very flexible. Um, don't expect it to be rushed. We're not gonna rush this feature set out. We are going to do it the right way the first time so that we do not have to make uh, sort of multiple iterations on that. Um, but I do think that we have a very solid understanding of, of that particular feature set and the way that it would be best served to both, like, like Adam said, ourselves, since we do have this problem, but also then all, all of the people that uh, will want to use Summon Platform. Yeah, that's good to hear, because I think that was a concern, uh, only having it by multi-sig. I think that's a, a really good idea. Uh, and super flexible to be able to have, like you said, either just a list of managers as well as that multi-sig transaction that actually has to govern it. So that's awesome. Were there any other uh, community questions from either the audience or Discord or anything else? Uh, I know a question I get asked a lot, but, uh, you know, and I can always give my, you know, I give my take. Um, I know a lot of people ask about task managing and, and discussion managing. Um, you know, in my eyes, I think it's just, it's so difficult, you know, to get people off of stuff they're used to. Discord is just such a huge platform that's great for a lot of things. Um, and so I think that's going to take a lot of sort of really deep uh, thought, right, and sort of, uh, feedback, right, on, on how these organizations, right, start to actually, like, do this, right? And then, you know, whether that's integrating an existing platform or protocol or building something of our own, I think uh, e either of those are possibilities, but I think it comes from sort of, like, you know, getting people using this and seeing what is actually taking place. Yeah, we, we do have a partner, and Mills, I'll, I'll let you speak in just a second. I'll be quick with this too, but um, we have a technology partner, as you know, Tom, that is going to be allowing us to do a number of uh, services that involve encrypted storage um, that is also self-sovereign. So we're, we're supporting self-sovereign encrypted data storage uh, for the purposes of 
communication and coordination. Uh, I don't want to get too in-depth as to what it is that we plan on doing with this technology, but um, chat is kind of the low-hanging fruit here. Yeah, I wanted to, to add, I think that, that especially um, with things that take a longer time, so I was talking about how projects, see, or, or even individual people or projects see a need for something in the ecosystem and they start building it, um, has a very different impact depending on how how much effort the respective thing is, right? So certain things like, hey, there's no there's no uh, secure Discord bot that takes maybe a month or two to develop to ha put something out there. Uh, you know, creating a DeFi application or like a summon your DAO uh, application takes years. It's not something you can just start with. So I think those teams are definitely better off starting with integrating and then uh, with, with integrating with existing stuff and then being on the pulse as to what are some better better tools. Um, because we, we've seen this this discussion multiple times now on the timeline around how GitHub is not really a great tool to have conversations, but it's a great tool to have to tie conversations to actual technical changes. And um, I'm very interested to see how that evolves. But I would I would argue um, not teams need to be sh make sure they're not hamstrung by oh well we, there's not there's not a decentralized solution or there's not an encrypted solution for something. Um, we can't do anything with that right now because you, you, you may get lost. An example, um, we didn't have at the time where, where like um, authentication solutions for Cardano started, we didn't have CIP 30. But we didn't stop and say, well, I can't ensure you are you um, in an easy way, so we're not going to do it. Instead, people found workarounds like, hey, send, send some specific dust amount to your own wallet and verify yourself like that. Uh, that's what Sunday did for their vote, for example. So finding workarounds is kind of kind of a whole deal, and I like <laughs> I like that. Um, and I think we need to continually do that and then improve upon it. Um, another example is I know people said, hey, I don't want to expose my information to tie it to whatever uh, um, personal information I have. But if we sit here and wait for DIDs to be fully functional and easy to use, we wouldn't be able to, you know, bring our products forward at all, uh, and I think that would be a hindrance. So that'll be very interesting that, that challenge between using technology that's best suited and having the resources to actually make the thing happen. I think uh, when you combine our, uh, well, I, I'm almost positive I can say we're part of the beta program. I can't use it in promotional context, but like we're we're working with Atala Prism in a couple of contexts, right? And like with regards to um, digital identity, there's standards that have been set over the course of many years. Um, and I think that uh, the technology is becoming robust enough to actually be used in industry. Um, Additionally, uh, I, I believe that uh, we definitely have a place for it within Summon. And one of the biggest challenges with digital identity, given the fact that you've got all of these credentials that don't have enough sort of information attached to them uh, to sort of 
you have you have to have somewhere to store information. I guess is what I'm getting at. And if you have to store information somewhere, um, either you're going to want to store it locally or you're going to want to store it encrypted. And if you're storing it locally, there's a number of issues with that. So you're probably, as the average person, going to store your data encrypted somewhere. Um, we have a technology partner that we're going to be leveraging um, for encrypted data storage, uh, and it's self-sovereign. So when you mix self-sovereign encrypted data storage that's uh, not forcing you to run an instance locally for your data, and you combine that with self-sovereign digital identity technology, and you just kind of plug these existing technologies together that fit really well together that maybe not everybody has access to, I think you're in a pretty good spot, but um, I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole. So no, no spoilers, no spoilers. We want to leave some mystery for the future. Um, but I do want to highlight a few other things that we are um, looking forward to. Uh, so first is, um, you know, we are keeping abreast with the developments of CIP 1694 with uh, Cardano's governance, uh, Voltaire governance going forward. Um, we are preparing to make sure that we are able to uh, have uh, our DAO, you know, our multi-sig wallets, our script addresses can be, a, will be able to be uh, vote as a DRAP. So if you, that's why we have our campaign of every DAO a DRAP, because we want uh, the DAOs to be able to say, we just, we don't want to choose one person and trust that one person to represent us in governance when CIP 1694 uh, comes out. We want to actually have the, you know, the group be a DRAP. Um, and with that, we are also, you know, been, been talking with IOG to make sure that we can find the way to make sure Agora can function as a DRAP. So if you want to have a token vote among your holders, that can that token vote of your uh, fungible tokens can then become what sets your entire treasury as the DRAP. Uh, so that will be exciting, um, and we're excited to be um, working on that to increase governance. Uh, we also, you know, the governance starts at home. Yeah, that's an important factor to remember. Uh, so we are um, having building into the platform a way for uh, stakeful operators to have a delegate snap, de a delegation snapshot. So as a snake stake pool operator, you're going to be able to say, I want to pull all my delegators. And um, so now here, here we go. Um, tell me, guys, like, what, what do you want me, how do you want me to vote in this, let's say, upcoming Cardano Foundation vote? Because Cardano Foundation is having the stake pool operators vote on certain uh, parameters for the Cardano blockchain. So maybe we, the stake pool operators want to hear from their delegators from their delegators. So we're going to be um, helping the delegate, the stake pool operators uh, pull their delegators. Um, we have actually reserved all the stake pool names. So if you want to come and talk to us, we can hook you up with your community that will have your stake pool name. And um, we will even for members of the Cardano um, single pool alliance, uh, we will waive your verification fee if you want to become a verified community on the summit platform. Uh, so that is something that we're dedicating ourselves to, that we want to make sure that we help out the small stake pool operators that we find to be essential to the system. And, you know, any stake pool operator, even if you're running a couple stake pools, I'll even lay it out there for Binance. You guys want to come talk to us and you want to 
um, have each of your stake pools <laughs> represent your corporate executives. <laughs> come, come and talk to us. We'll set that up as well. I don't know how that's going to work under the hood, uh, if you, if, especially if you want to pull your uh, people who are trading on Binance. That's, yeah. But you know what? Binance, if you have money and you want to uh, give us some to give you verified communities for all your stake pools, we'll do that. Um, uh, but yeah, we're, we're very excited about helping that and making sure that as many, you know, groups on Cardano as possible can have governance. This isn't just about, um, you know, NFT projects. This isn't just about, um, DAOs. This isn't just about, um, organizations, uh, you know, like nonprofit organizations. This is day cooperators, this is businesses. Uh, so I'm trying to think if there's any other initiatives that I should mention. Tom or Riley, if you guys have anything that I should mention, let me know. No, I think we're good. I mean, been here an hour and uh, discussed quite a bit, maybe more than what we needed to, to be honest. Yeah, sure. Oh, there are two other things I should mention. Um, one is that, um, you know, we are working to reopen the token sales, so we should have some information about that coming up. Uh, so be on the lookout for that because we know that as we implement fees when that comes, once our free trial period is over, um, people will be wanting to buy tokens to use on the platform. Uh, so look for that. Um, so we will have more information about that to come. But uh, I did get a question about that. So I just want to let you know uh, that that is to come. And we have had some um, you know, people just inquiring about that. So we will be laying that all out in a future update. So, yeah, that's about it. All right. Well, thank you all. I didn't see any other hands come up, so I assume that we've covered all our news that we need to go with. Uh, thank you for spending an hour with us, everyone. Um, and if you have any questions, feel free to hit us up here on Twitter. Uh, send, us a, send us a tweet, send us a DM, or join our Discord. Our Discord is a great place that you can get into the help desk, that you can get into the general chat and chat with everyone else. So until next time, uh, we'll see you then.